You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome to Strange Familiars. Allison. Yes. How are you tonight? I'm fine. I'm feeling very festive. Are you really? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Grinch. Well, tonight we're going to be talking with Ron again. If you remember back, oh, it's been a few episodes now. We did two episodes with Ron. Ron is from the Blackfoot Confederacy, shared stories and folklore. And tonight we're going to hear more from him. He's got stories about little people, good and bad, Iniskum which are buffalo stones. What are buffalo stones? Listen to the interview. Okay. <laughs> Alcohol spirits, which don't seem very nice. Spirit spirits. Nighttime invaders, the Wolverine woman, and shapeshifters. Lots of good stories coming up tonight. All we have is Belsnickel, <laughs> which I think has been like the interpretation of Belsnickeling and Belsnickel on The Office isn't quite accurate. No, no. Every time you bring up Belsnickel, somebody wants to mention The Office. Yeah. Listen to our Belsnickel episode from a few years ago. That'll give you more of the flavor of the true Belsnickel. And if it's Pennsylvania Dutch, there is no flavor, actually. <laughs> the flavor is salt. <laughs> the flavor is salt. Before we get to Ron, I want to thank our patrons. Thank you so much, patrons. We could not do Strange Familiars without your help. Nor would we want to. Yeah, exactly. We're in this together. If you like Strange Familiars and you'd like to get extra content besides, you can become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Our patrons get how many extra episodes a month, Allison? 
two to question mark. At least two. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Sometimes we give them more. You can go ahead and check it out. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. And thanks for your support and your help. All right, let's go ahead and get to more stories with Ron. We're back talking with Ron, and he's going to continue and uh, tell us some more stories that we didn't get last time. How you doing tonight, Ron? Hey, I'm doing well. Good. I don't even remember where we left off, so where do you want to start? I think we should start with more of the little people stuff. That'd be excellent. Absolutely. Yeah, so, well, the little people, let's talk about this old story that's pretty important, you know, so... There was a guy where I grew up across the river. He was pretty well known amongst a lot of the, you know, the holy people and, and everybody around that area. And uh, he tells a story, and it goes, it goes like this. It was Blackfeet were, oh, geez, when I, when I, when I, there's more to it. So this would have happened around seven middle 1700s, around that time. And so... The Blackfeet were getting ready to go on this war party, and uh, it's been a while since they, you know, went out and raided and got war on us. So there were a few of them that were kind of chomping up a bit to go and do one of these these raids. And uh, there was this war chief who had a brother, and that, that war chief also had this son. Well, his son was only about 10 years old. He wanted to go with him, but his uh, his father thought he was too young, you know, and he, he refused. So all the men gathered, the, the father and his brother and all the rest of them, whoever was going on the right out that night. Well, that little guy followed him, and, you know, about halfway there, his, his brother, his dad, seen him and uh, tells his brother, oh, you know, take him back to you to anyone I trust to run him all the way back. And, uh, you know, make sure his home's safe. You're the only one that I, <clears throat> excuse me, that I trust for this. So at that point, his brother was kind of mad, you know, and kind of upset because they were waiting to go on this, and now this kid's going to ruin it for him, you know? So he was upset. And he says, okay, I'll, I'll bring him back. Well, on the way back, he finally tells that boy, he says, you know, I'm only going to bring you this far, and you ride back the rest of the way. Um, if you keep trying to follow us, I'm going to, uh, he says, I'm going to hit you in the head with my hammer here. I'm going to push you in one of those coolies. I'll just tell your dad that the you know, enemy probably got you or something. You know, so that's your warning. You better not follow us. He turned around because he wanted to catch the battle. Well, that boy kept following him. Sure enough, he waited for him. So he hit by a big rock and waited for him to come up, and he hit him and pushed him down in that cool, left him for dead. Turned around and went back to join up at that war party. Well, that boy wasn't dead, but geez, he was, he was really banged up, you know, couldn't move anything, just laying there bleeding. And uh, you start hearing coyotes, you know, you hear them coming, and thought, oh, geez, they're going to eat me. <laughs> this is it. Well, they come down in that clue, they all surrounded him and uh, start talking to him. They start telling him, well, you know, take pity on me. He said, I, I 
I used to feed you guys. I said I used to play with you guys in those schools, stuff like that, and I, and I had play, so I played video on him, and this old Kyle walked up and looked at him and spoke. Told us anyways, this is, this voice is true, I remember him. He used to feed us, play with us, yeah, I remember him. And uh, that coyote starts singing a song, and when he was done, he turned into a little person. And same with those other ones, they turned into little people too. And he so, how does it happen here? What was going on? And he told him the story of his uncle did, and he says, all I wanted to do was go in the war party. And he said, well, we're going to help you we'll make this right. He says, all right, so... And I teach you the song, and I taught him that song. He said, when you get done, he said, just kind of make coyote sounds, you know, get around like a coyote there. The song's done. And he did that, and as soon as he was looking around like that, he said, turn in a coyote. Yeah. Oh, man, and those other ones did it, too. You know, they're only two feet tall, though. You know, they're really small. And so the rest of them did the same thing. He said, we'll travel fast as coyotes. We'll, we'll meet them at that battle over there. And so they did. They got there, but as soon as they got there, geez, they got there, they were in the black feet, were just surrounded. They bit off more than they could chew. They were surrounded, and they were going to get it that day. But uh, those little people and that boy, they went in there, like they said, that those little people had little spears, and they took those horses from underneath, and they knocked the riders off, and they killed those riders. You know, and that's how they, they said they were strong, really fierce. Yeah. That's what they did, but those black feet that were there, they couldn't see what was happening. To them, it just looked like they were falling off. They couldn't see those little people. So they looked like they were just dying. And that, that's when that bad brother, the bad uncle, he said, oh, that's my war medicine. Look, look at my war medicine. Look hmm. how strong it is. One like that. Well, they all start picking up war trophies, this, that, and the other, you know, because when those, those little people and that boy were in there, and they fought, they did that really quick, and then they left. They went back, and they waited for them to come back to that camp. Well, they did, and you know, there was big celebrations and everything like that. And uh, at this point, the father didn't even know anything about his son yet. But you know, they were going into camp, going on and on, and they heard them, those coyotes and that little boy, they heard them talking. Oh, yeah, there was my deeds. I did this, I did that, and... My little boy said, I've had it. You know, he went down there. And uh, that, that old man told him first, he said, well, if you need proof, he said, um, just sing that song. I said, you know, okay. And so he went down and seen his dad and, oh, I'm glad to see you made it back. And this is what, what he's saying. It's wrong, dad. It's, it's a lie. But, well, it wasn't his war medicine. So there was those little people to help me, and we went and helped you guys. And he tried to kill me just because I wanted to go with you guys. And his uncle started in, oh, he's crazy, he's foolish. So they look at him, he's talking nuts. Don't believe him, start laughing, making fun of him more. The head chief said, no, we need to listen to what he's saying. He says, so everybody needs to be quiet and give him a chance to prove what he's saying is true. So that's when that little boy started singing that song. And when he did, those coyotes came in and stood around that little boy. They came in between the legs of all the people. 
and they walked in and stood around that little boy and that little boy got done with that song all those little people or those coyotes turned into little people right there that chief talked to everybody and he, he said yeah what this boy says is true you know everything he said he says but there's even more to this day you know that that happened when we went in there to battle this boy took and tied his ankle to a bush so he couldn't leave the field of battle until it was over. He fought braver than any of us did after the spirit did either. So then because of that, we're making him an honorary war chief of the little people. You know, all the people were happy. They, they kind of rejoiced about that. He said, but I'm also going to give you a gift that's going to protect your people and uh, heal you, your people. And that gift that he gave them is called Crazy Dogs. And today, the story I just told you is, as far as I understand, because I'm not a member of any of these societies, so I'm just an infant and I'm just familiar with a lot of it. I'm not active member of societies or nothing. But from what I understand, this story goes to those societies. That's kind of what it's all about when they're doing their different little you know, things here and there, but that society there is active today. Like, as a matter of fact, about, Jesus, about five years ago, my family and I went up to Canada to get our faces painted and we had a sundance up there, and we went seeing a lot of them up there, too. It's an active society, and when it was started by those little people and, the, and that boy. Oh, wow. So, when people talk about these these things, these little people like that, they're like, oh, they're mean, oh, they're this, oh, they're, you know, and they are to those, to those people, but they're also really powerful. They're powerful little spirits. You know, they say, in our way, it, it's really odd because you don't think about it, <laughs> but in our way, the small things are the most powerful. Interesting. You know? Yeah, it's not the big things. Like the buffalo, uh-uh, that's not the most powerful. How it was in the old days, in, in the stories, is that the mouse, you know, he beat buffalo. He was supposed to be chief under man, but he gave up that right. Because he said, oh, we're just small. You guys take it. But to this day, those, even those mice, I'm telling them, they're really powerful spirits. Those spirits, you know, of those mice are really, really powerful. <laughs> you know, and, uh, that's what I was saying. They're, they have really strong medicine, just like beavers. Beavers get a lot of, you know, those spirits are really powerful. Like those miskins we get, they're spirits, but they're, so it's like us, how we're aware of ourselves, right? That's how that is, but it's a rock, but it's aware of itself, mm -hmm. spirit and aware. And those were used to call buffalo a long time ago to get them to come over, you know, so you could you know, run them down whatever buffalo jump you want, or however you're going to harvest them. But and what was interesting about those, those Niskins is when, when people find them, they chirp. They say, everybody that finds them, so they sound like little birds. Yeah. They, they find you. You walk by and they'll be calling for you. Just make a little chirp. Sound like a little bird. Huh. And, yeah, this one girl was swimming out by where um, there's shale under that. That river, it's kind of slick. Anyway, she was sitting around in there. She's a little swimming hole down there. And uh, she'd dive under and she heard that chirp. What is that? 
come back up and listen in. I'm back under in here, and so she starts swimming toward it. And she found it, and it was an Aliskum, and it, it was in the shape of a little baby buffalo calf that kind of curled up sleeping. And it's the shape of it, but yeah, it was an Aliskum. She found it on the water, so that, that was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Normally they find them just out, you know, on the ground. They literally make these sounds. Yeah, they chirp. Oh, wow. It's a chirping sound. And they're, you're supposed to feed, I, <laughs> I got one in my house. We take, you know, I smudge it and stuff. My wife feeds it. She's fed it this morning. You know, and that was the one that helped my boy. And my boy, we almost lost him. He, there was an accident. He fell out a window. He was, he heard a dog barking out there. It was odd. It was just, the whole day was odd. But anyways, it was an accident. He fell out the window and had a traumatic brain injury. Well, her cousin sent that down and she's been taking care of it ever since. Now, when you say you feed it, this is like we were talking about before, almost like a, like a spirit feeding, right? This one's physical too, though. But yeah. Yeah. Like you just, it like fat. Like fat, you just rub fat on it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so that's kind. Of, it's not like really a. It is. It's a spiritual thing you're doing in that sense because you rub fat on it. Right, right. That's a, that. That's what they they eat. <laughs> so this one's get a little different to it. Yeah, but yeah, it's the same thing. You know, because it's aware of itself. We believe, and we just smudge it off and keep it clean. Well, every time we're praying or something, we always include it. Because it's there. It's just it's alive. You know, just, that's how you treat it. Mm-hmm. You just, yeah. That's how they treat those bundles, too. Like, just, I told you that when I was out in the country with my uh, wife, at the time, girlfriend, there was a bundle in that house. I told you it was an otter bundle. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there was a spirit in that house, too. It was with that bundle. It was a, it was a man, though. But yeah, he time he'd come out and walk down that hallway, peeked in that room and my wife would come down that hallway, some into the kitchen and looked at us and then went back in there. But my dogs are what really took off. They they started they weren't having that. They don't like that. <laughs> they don't care if it's good or not. They don't like spirits. <laughs> at that house, they didn't those dogs there, they didn't like that. But yeah, they would come in and then they just go back. Go back there somewhere. I didn't, it didn't bother you, you know. Don't scare you. That's the general rule of thumb for everybody that's funding. If something's out there and you know there's something out there and it's scaring you, in general, it's bad, you know, but it's not always the case. Sometimes those good ones scare you too, but sometimes, I, don't, I don't know why. I know sometimes it's not on purpose. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you just get scared. But it's like a scared of your own, like the feeling you get when you're a kid and you're going from the bathroom back to your room in the middle of the night and you just kind of get the creeps and run. Yeah, that's you scaring yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, not like that kind they throw at you. That's bad. That kind that they throw at you and it hits you and you're just scared. Yeah, those are those bad ones trying to scare you. So it's a subtle difference, but you can Kind of notice it. What's what's happening with those you know, those uh, bad ones when they come around? But in that same house, 
And my grandpa passed away, you know, for this place that my dad used to go. He showed it to me. He said, if you ever want anything, he said, just come home and pray. That's an idea. Anyway, so I always wondered why he said that. He showed it to me a long time ago, that place. But I'd say he was sitting when my grandpa died. And that's the only time I ever seen him cry. Just one, one tear down his eye, you know, just, that's the only time I've ever seen him. Anyway, so he was looking across that, it's a hill, and then you look down, and there's a little tiny clearing in the river. Across that's this really high bank and some trees. Uh, he was pointing across that, and he said, you know that trail over there? I said, yeah. He said, what time are sitting up here? He said, and, uh, you seen those lights? You know those lights that are always down there? I said, yeah. He said, well, this time, he said there was about two or three in the front. He said, just bouncing. You know, you know, so we had always bouncing like that. I said, yeah. He said, you know, in the end, he said there was about two or three of them. It was really tough. There was a lot of trees. And, you know, they were just kind of moving slow, doing a little moving, bouncing look. He says, well, it looked really funny in between them. That space that was in between those two, those two groups. He said it, it was like looking through a window. He said all I could see is a bunch of old Indians walking, and it like it made a just a slip view for me to see hmm. something. So there was a, a whole bunch. Like he said they were moving camp, like moving camp. Like so, looking into the light, he saw that. Yeah, the, the, but it didn't make light. He said it made like this weird. He said. He said it was just the people that were in between those, like, like almost like it was, yeah, like making a window for him just to look at. Right, yeah. Do it. But that's what he seen was a uh, camp being moved. They were heading to the uptick up that way, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how, what he said he seen that day. I just wonder about that, because I've never seen it like that. But also... With these little people going back to that, my dad up from what I'm talking about on the other side of that creek. If you go up about maybe a mile, half mile, somewhere in there. So what happened in the '60s is a big flood come through, then just like the, the dam broke and it just wiped that whole valley out. And everybody that was camping that floodplain or lived in that floodplain. I mean, had houses there. They get wiped out too. And anyways, um, there's like big piles still of driftwood from like long long time ago everywhere and so people kind of go and cut that up sometimes and that's what my dad and them were doing there there was a big pile like that they were cutting some of that up and there's other places where they're getting other trees too not just that kind but uh they drove in when i first got there there was him and two other guys and uh they were walking they could see like it's like a game tree like that grass is kind of tall they had to go and on that little trail, and they're just walking. And geez, I seen I seen that that little wagon. Because <laughs> that was like, the first time he told me this. I didn't ask him no questions. And the second time he told it to me, then I asked him questions, and he said, "Well, we walked, and we seen that little wagon sitting there." He said, "We just walked by it, you know, and we kind of went a different direction." And we, and I got a little bit of wood. We didn't get much, and we just went back. And we got in that truck, and we drove down to another spot. I said, well, when you went back, 
downstairs like when you walk in the first store you can go up or you can go down and so she was laying on that couch upstairs and uh, a shoe comes flying up from down there and they know that little guy goes down there and raises up and it was him that day again and that shoe comes flying up like that and landed on the floor by her and she picked it up and because she told me she's just getting tired of him messing around like that so I picked that shoe up and I threw it back down there she said, boy, it didn't even hit. It didn't even land. As soon as it disappeared from my sight, she said, it fell right back up there. Oh, wow. <laughs> but she said, yeah, that was that. That was okay. And her daughter, it used to, I don't know why, but it used to raise hell with her kid. It would pull her under that bed. You know, they'd be down there playing, just playing, kids, and it would just pull her under that bed, scared. That, that was a bad one. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that one wasn't good, whatever that one is. It's a bad one that's there. So what are these little people supposed to look like? Does anybody say? Yeah, they look like little Indians. So, okay. Because the ones here are hair-covered, right? They say, like, you know, little skinny hair-covered things. So these are look just look like little men. Yeah. yeah like, like, honey, I shrunk the kids, you know, all proportional. Yeah, yeah. Small. Huh. Two, two feet tall. So this other one, too. Okay, so... Different place, different river, just the river over. You just go over the hill and it's this badlands down there. And they, my uh, wife and them, when they were younger, used to go out. Well, her cousins and them were really good friends with this guy down there. He owned a house down by those badlands. And <laughs> it sounds crazy. Yeah, you don't talk like this to people much. But he lived with a little person down there. <laughs> it sounds odd. But, anyways, uh, so they pull up. He, he drank, too, so they'd bring him beer kind of way out in the country like that. And uh, here, that day they were pulling in there on that windowsill, they seen him sitting there with his back, like in a corner of that windowsill with his back up against the inside that windowsill. And this one dresses like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, like a little tiny cowboy, little tiny blue jeans, cowboy boots, you know, a shirt, long sleeve shirt, got buttons. Yeah. But it's in them, though. Mm-hmm. It looks like a little cowboy. Well, anyway, that's what I, when I pull up, they seen it, I jumped out that window, so, did I see that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't say enough. They just kind of walked in and they walked in. Oh, good. I was expecting you guys. And again, they just looked at each other. <laughs> so they go in there and they drink, drink, you know. And later on, uh, one of them, the big guy of the group, one of the, the bonehead of the group, he's all already drunk and they're all getting ready to leave while they're walking out. That door opens for him. It opens for all of them because it was closed, but it opens for him, and you couldn't see enough in there that would open it. And that's when he started getting, you know, kind of cocky. And he said, uh, he grabbed that door and he slammed it shut. Then he opened it himself. He says, I don't need nobody to help me open doors. He walked out, and she didn't even get two steps out that door. And Christ, he felt so wicked that this bloodied his face up, scraped it. You know, <laughs> well, anyways, they, they say that that little guy, you know, was trying to be helpful, but he was just acting like that, so that's what it did to him. So what happened to him that he got his face scratched up? He just fell. Oh, he fell. Okay. somehow. Okay, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. all right. But, but, yeah, he, but the way he fell was bad. Yeah, it, being impolite to the, to the little person. Yeah, it tore him up. Like, yeah. He just cut him up bad. Anyways, there's another... Closer to town, his the old man lived there. It's, when I say that, when I say the old man, I'm, I'm referring to a medicine man that had a lot of gifts. He's not alive anymore, but he had a lot. He was the same guy that healed my ex-mother-in-law in her toes. But uh, there, you'd be sitting there as a little little because my grandpa and him were raised as brothers. They stayed in that little kid teepee behind those those three houses down there. It was that old guy, his first wife, then his second wife, and then they little TV out back. And then somebody else, another family lived in the house over there. That's where his house was. I bet this old man's house. He'd be go, I'd go to my grandpa as a little kid, and you know, we'd watch. I'd, I'd just try to watch TV or I'd go play around, whatever, but he had candy, he'd give me. Anyways, be sitting there, and you'd see this little Indian come out and shut the TV off on you. Nobody'd see it but you. Like this, I just like what the? Hmm. I just see that, and how it looked was all in white buckskin with the war bonnet. That's how oh, he wow. looked. Oh yeah. wow! Anyways, um, that happened that day, and you know that old guy just start laughing, looking at me, laughing. <laughs> he said, "Just turn it back on." So I'd go over there and turn it back on. And that wasn't uncommon for that to happen because that was one of his, you know, his helpers that would help him. Oh wow! Yeah, he was a, he was a good. I know his name, but he's a, I won't say it. You know, I mm-hmm. just won't say it. But I know his name. I know what they called him. And, um, yeah, he, he was he was one of those. I often wonder if he's like, well, you know, what are they used? Each one of them must have a specific reason that they always help him. You know, I've always wondered that, like, because I really don't know, like, what do those little people? did they give in? Mm-hmm. How did they give How did it come up? You know, you'll never know. It's not for us to know a lot <laughs> yeah. of those things. <laughs> it's really fun to think about, though. Yeah, but but you physically saw this one. Yeah, those. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And they, they do different things. They, they, some of them, that, you know, they don't even take this, like I say, the shiny things. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, they like, it's just spirits in general like the shiny things, but yeah, those little ones, and they don't, I don't know, the, the one that I seen was kind of scary, you know, that it was a little bit bigger, 
I was like, man, it's, it scared me. Yeah, I thought it was bad. I think it's that same one that would bother them down there at the house. Yeah, but that's that's all I know about those those little ones. I don't know too much more other than that. Like that they're there. There's there's spirits and they're really powerful little ones. But I have questions just like the next guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, why why are you two feet tall? (laughs) (laughs) Why can't you be twenty feet tall? Like why is this like you know? I I have questions. Like, do you guys sing songs? Is there like little poems? Right. Yeah. (laughs) And it is so rare. And has anyone ever seen one? I mean, I have questions too about those little ones. As far as we're concerned, here they're not as bad. Yeah, sure, you got both, but, you know, they, they help us to this day. I don't know. You know, I wonder if people approach them, you know, it, with the attitude thinking, like, this is something bad. Uh, I think, you know, my, I'm guessing, I don't know, but I'm guessing that you, you probably get some measure back of what you put into it. You know what I mean? Uh, like with anything, yeah. like with anything, if you approach a, a dog, assuming it's it's a bad, you know, it's a bad dog and the dog's going to pick up on your attitude, you know? Right. Yeah. I had a friend who went to a powwow up in a place called Bonner's Ferry. I want to say that's Washington State. I want to say. But anyways, Bonner's Ferry is the place he went to the powwow. He used to sing in those groups. He was with one of these. Anyways, he was over there at this powwow, and he knew a friend from there. And they went out one night after the powwow was done, and they were drinking an 18 pack or something like that but he, his friend told him look I'll show you where this place is where everybody goes and sits and build a fire and stuff like that so they go there and at one point you know my friend has to go use the bathroom so he does goes off into the bushes you know he's in the bathroom and not too far behind him another guy comes up and he's kind of a little over to his right somewhere so he's using the bathroom too they get done they start kind of visiting a little bit you know my friend says yeah he was cool so he was really cool. He just, you know, some funny things to say. I thought he'd be a good guy to drink this. So I brought him up to that fire. He's kind of a short guy. Says, but anyways, I brought him up there. And, and hey, you guys, check this guy out, man. Just met him. So our friend, he's going to drink with us. And everybody was all visiting. <laughs> they looked over at him. They, okay, now these ain't from my tribe now, but they all looked over at him. And they all ran. Hmm. He, said, he said there was a trail that led up to this place. And you have to run to the parking so they all ran, even his friend. And uh, he was running down there looking at his, like, because that's why he ran, because he was following his friend. He's like, I don't know why they ran, but I don't have any way out of here. He was my ride, so I started running to follow him. Right, right. So his friend was ahead of him, but he could hear behind him his friend's voice calling his name, saying, hey, stop. Huh. Hey, come back. And Anyways, so what ended up happening when he got down there is he told him that he was drinking with a guff gus. He said, those are really bad. He says, don't bring those around or don't drink with them anymore. (laughs) But that was their version of a little person, I think. That's the way it sounded. He said he was a short guy, but he would talk to them. I would call that an alcohol spirit myself. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Which brings me to the next one, the alcohol spirits. Those ones, all they want to do is take everything you got. And that's what they'll do. By giving you alcohol constantly. So the old man, this was way before he'd become chief of police, judge, councilman, and all these things. Holy man, he was really drinking a lot and really bad off on that. It was really getting bad. And uh, my grandpa goes out to, to sober him up, goes to his house, and he, he checks on him and he's passed out in, on his bed and goes throughout his house and he cleans everything out, gets all the alcohol out there, double, triple checks everything, spills all the bottles out. He's going to bring him to town and sober him up. Because it's going too far with this drinking. And he gets that done and he goes back to the room and he says, he says, come on now, I'm bringing you in to, to sober you up. It's cold. He says, well, wait. He says, uh, yeah, one more drink. He says, can you go get me that bottle on the table? He says, there's no bottle there. He says, no. I spilled everything out. Come on, I cleaned everything out of this house. We're going to get you cleaned up too. He says, no, there's a man that brings me a bottle every day. It's on that table right now. Can you go get it for me? And he went in there, and sure enough, <laughs> he cleaned everything out. There's a bottle right there, right on that table. So he, he spilt that out, too, and brought him into town. Well, everyone believed that those alcohol spirits were trying to keep him like that because they knew that he was going to become someday. Mm. So they they're constantly trying to keep him like that and so my dad actually died from that drinking mm. and one time my nephew was staying at his house with him and he was getting kind of annoyed because he used to play his music really loud and he'd drink and uh, he finally knocked on his door because he could hear he had you know, a couple of people in there with him drinking it. He heard him talking all night and playing up music and him laughing and stuff. So I was like, okay, they're going to go to work tomorrow. I'm just going to see if I can ask to turn down his music. I know it's his house, but I'll just be real polite. 
so he knocks on the door and he tells him to come in and he walks in and dad tells him, uh, oh, hey, meet uh, so-and-so. And he turns and there's nobody there. When he opens the door, there's nobody in there. Hmm. He heard him. That's what they do. They take everything to your life and it's uh, them. That's what they do. And, you know, there's, I don't know why, but like, if, if we could, say you were a drinker that drank to blackout, right? Mm-hmm. Say we could go into that blackout of just a random person and go through their, what they experience, like a videotape sorts right just download it and see it we'd see so many things on those god we'd see so many spirits on those you would they drink right with you and you don't even know that they're not real isn't that scary that is yeah that's what happens and you don't even know they're not real like how you have no idea it's just a stranger you met some man in the bar but you're sitting there having a good time with them you don't even know it wow (laughs) And then it can happen when you're not that drunk either. So we were up at this house up kind of near the mountains. And it's my friend and his brother, and it's their family house. Their folks had passed away. But anyways, one of the brothers still lives up there and keeps good care of everything. Well, one night he was letting us, you know, invited us up to drink with him and stuff. This is when I used to drink. So we go up, and my wife, girlfriend at the time is with me, and at one point in the middle of the night, he says, okay, guys, he has a wood stove. He says, we need more woods. We're about to run out. It's getting colder and colder. And so let's just all pitch in right now and get over. So we all stopped and went to this truck where they had wood, and we started getting it all out. And there's a few people in the truck handing logs out and stuff like that, bringing them in. So it's just myself, my wife, and her cousin, and this boy with a gray hooded sweatshirt on. And he's still in the truck, and so... They each get a log from him and walk in. I get the last log from him and I go in. They said, that's it. We don't need any more. Sorry, I'll grab the last one. And I start walking and get in there and set it down. And I come back out and I'm waiting for that kid. I didn't know who that kid was. And <laughs> there was no kid. Huh. But he physically handed us logs. Because I, I asked the owner of the house. And I'm like, hey, like, do you guys have a little cousin maybe that stays in anywhere near anything? Like, oh. I mean, it's just us. There's no kid with a gray sweater on. Wow. That's when my, my wife and, and her cousin, they just go, ooh, like that, kind of get the creeps. Mm-hmm. But they, their lessening is I'm finally figuring all this out. So, yeah, that's my new lark. And we're drinking with one. As long as it don't come back around, I thought to myself, I'll, I'll let that one slide. Because <laughs> you, know, you don't want them around you. you know, when you're imagine. drinking... You don't have any defense. Smudge don't work when you're drunk. <laughs> really? Sad, sad to say to everybody, but it don't work. You can't really? do it when you're drunk. Yeah, you can't. It huh. don't work. You'll have bad luck messing with any of that ending stuff while you're drunk or, or on anything. You, you can't. You can't do it. They don't mix. Interesting. It, it doesn't mix. It's either one or the other. You can't have them both. So that's why I'm saying like, these people out ghost hunting. See, we do it too. We get, I, I go on ghost tours with my daughter and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a total different thing from ghost hunting, right? Totally different. So they just bring us to the houses that are haunted, tell us haunted 
stories of them. They're not setting up equipment, going in there and provoking and asking for them. Right, it's right. And they'll tour, walking by, so we smudge, spit when we leave. You know, we could have protection. That's as far as I'll go down that road because I don't, you know, I won't mess with those. They're, they're too pitiful to begin with. You know, they're, they're already having it hard. So I don't want to bother them, mm-hmm. you know. If I was to, it would be in a way of trying to help them. Yeah, it's probably the only way I'd want to bother around them. But again, I'm not approached by them. I'm not going to them to seek you out. <laughs> so would you make a distinction between, say, these alcohol spirits and, and a ghost? Yeah, but it's all the same. And, and, well, ghosts, what we say, like, technically, if we were to talk like that, like a ghost, we say it's those are those ones that just make noise. That don't, uh, you don't see them. They don't mm-hmm. push things over. They just make noise. You know, not the banging. Right. Oh, by the way, that's something I wanted to bring up. The, the old people talk about when there's bangs. That's when a spirit shows up. That's when it came. Like it's, it's interesting. Here. No, that's so super here. interesting. Yeah, they said you'll hear bangs. And for some reason, this is another thing they said when we got into houses. <laughs> they said a lot of times those spirits like to come into corners the house so like when we set up our barriers we put them in the corners of our houses too mm-hmm. yeah. that's where we put them actually and we put them in the windows and doors yeah, we put up our barriers like barriers can be broke too you can have one argument in that house and your barriers could be broke have one beer in that house your barriers could be broke hmm. yeah think bad about somebody your barriers could be broke so yeah, those are fragile things, too, if you're not careful. they got to be strengthened and redone all the time. The reason you need barriers is, like, so like this. Like, I stayed in my dad's house, too, but that house wasn't mine. It was his. And whatever is in that house, I couldn't get rid of it because it wasn't my house. Yeah, I didn't have that right for whatever reason. It wouldn't let me. I tried and tried to get those things at the house. They just wouldn't go at the house. And... I don't know what, what else we could have done to, to push that thing out, but it wouldn't. So I'll go into these stories about this house in town, the flood house. When I was telling you about that big flood and it washed all those houses away, the yeah. tribe built new houses in town. It's temporary. Well, everybody could live in them. They're still up today. So that's where they kind of transplanted all the survivors is there. And it's one of these houses. And that one night I'm laying there and my girlfriend, wife, set this side of me on my right side we're in the corner the bed's in the corner of the room and i wake up because something's wrong but i don't know what it is i'm looking around but shh, yeah, that's when i realized it. it's got me pinned like like i can't move just my eyes and so i look to the corner for the doors that i look to that corner over there and there he is He's about four feet tall. He's got a hat on. And the hat's about as wide as his shoulders. And he looks... He's out in the house. How to say he's dressed. It looks to me like... I don't know. I'll just say... It looked, he, he was shaped like... Remember that old Batman movie with the penguin? Like it's played by Danny DeVito? Yeah. That's, that's how he was shaped. But he had a hat on that was wider than his shoulders. I couldn't really tell how he was dressed. It almost seemed like a trench coat, but I wasn't too sure. I started looking at his face. 
No features, just great big eyes. Like big eyes. And like kind of gray looking, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of how he looked, like like clay or something. Anyways, I looked at him and I knew he was a liar right away, man. When I was laying there and he wouldn't let me move. Alright, this is this is really, really scary. Yeah, I get it, but okay. Why do you look like that? That's not you. Whatever you are, that's not you. What you're showing me, you're a liar. You're bad, whatever you are. I recognized it right away. Mm-hmm. And somehow, I don't know how it happened, but I was able to move again. It was gone. I got hit it out. I don't know where he went, but he was gone. And, okay. And my wife was still sleeping. I didn't want to bother her. I don't want to freak her out or nothing. Go back to sleep. Damn it, I woke up again. Same thing. Something wrong again. And uh, this time, I'm looking to where he was at before. Now he's half the distance to me, into my bed. Not across the room. Now he's in the middle. But he's got a little boy and a little girl in front of him. Left and the right, and that little boy is slightly taller than that little girl. They look the same as him. But they're skinnier. They're not like like really wide like he was. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. They're like skinny. And the same thing. They have this kind of clay look look to them, like no features. And they just if I was to say I'd say they look bored. But no, it's not it, man. They're liars. Even those little kids look like liars for some reason. I start thinking to myself, man, this thing's just trying to scare me, whatever it is, because I don't know. I get scared of little kid spirits, you know, that freaks me out, and I'm almost wondering that, too. This guy just trying to, like, do something to me, scare me, or, like, what the hell's going on here? But I'm scared. It's, it, it's intensely terrifying when this is going on, right? Mm-hmm. And I can talk about it later like it was no big deal, but at the time, I was scared. And so, again, I'm able to get away, and I don't know how it happens. It's like I just blink my eyes real quick, or something happens, and I'm able to move again. And, jeez... All right, so this time I put my hand on my wife's leg, and I said, you know, if I scratch your leg, just move, okay? And she said, what? I said, if I scratch your leg, just move, okay? Like, just move your leg a little bit or something? She said, okay. Because I'm still trying not to freak her out, but I know if she moves or something, it might help me. That's why I have this, I don't know. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, just kind of snap out of it or something, yeah. Yeah, and so that's what I'm thinking I could do to help myself. And like sing, uh, geez, it happens again three three times in one night. happens again, I'm laying there. This time I looked right where it was at before, those two little ones. Geez, it's nowhere in the room. I'm looking all over where my eyes can move. And it's nowhere in the room. Nowhere. But it's still not letting me move. I can't even talk. All I could do is think. I'm just thinking, all right, where are you? Why are you doing this? The heck? You know, I'm, I'm kind of confused looking for it. Did I just give up? And I'm like, just lay there. Look straight up. And I could see a little bit of light coming in from the outside above the curtains. And it's making this kind of funny pattern on the ceiling. And then there he was. He was in those. He was in those shadows of that of the ceiling. Oh. He made himself a shadow. 
and he was just like right above me, hovering, man, like on top of the ceiling, but darker than anything in those shadows. I couldn't see through it. It was too dark. Mm-hmm. It was right there. Yeah, and it was looking down at me. That's when I was able to kind of like, I had to look at it for a little bit. But that shortly after, I was able to move because I moved my finger. And you know, once I moved my finger, I was able to move the rest of my body. <laughs> it was odd, but it, it was gone again. So, in natives, you know, you just talk. And I'm at community college the uh, following Monday, and we're in class. Uh, my uncle's teaching the class, actually. <laughs> we're, we're at break, and these two ladies are in there, and they're actually going to class, too, these two older ladies. And I said, uh, I said you know, I've been getting bothered up at my dad's house. Yeah, what's going on? And he said, is it ghosts or something worse? And I said, yeah. I said, I don't know. I've just been seeing some, and it makes me stay still in that room sometimes. I said, uh, like it paralyzes you? I said, yeah. I said, I don't know what to do about it. I said, well, just put barriers up. And I said, you told me what to do. And I, I can tell everybody, too. What you do is you take tobacco and you pray with it. Like, say you take a cigarette and you open it up and get all that tobacco in your palm. And you go to one corner of your house. I started on the northwest corner. And then I just went around clockwise. Well, anyways, right there, and you just pray and you ask the creator to to take pity on you, and take pity on his house and everything here and to against anything bad that wants to come in and do us harm. Something to that effect. Mm-hmm. You put the, that tobacco down in that corner, every, all four corners. First, you offer that gift and, the, and you set it there. And then by your windowsills, every window, you do the same thing. Give the same prayer. And just put it on your windowsill somewhere and just leave it. It's okay if it scatters down, blows off, just sweep it up, throw it away. But yeah, they put it there and all around your windows and then above your door. Do the same thing, put a pinch up there above each door like that. And then go outside your house and do the same thing on the corners on the outside. The same thing in your yard, do the same thing in your yard. And then you're good. Nothing ever bad will come through that, unless you break the barrier yourself, or it's just been too long, you know. Mm -hmm. You'd have to probably redo it again, but... That's also what you do after you cleanse your house, though. And so I had to do that barrier just in that room because I couldn't get it out of that house, no matter what I did. And there was more than just, there was that weird liar guy. Mm -hmm. And then there was the taller thing that would go around. Then there was those things that would drink with my dad. So, yeah, there was, I couldn't get them out of there. One day we left, my cousin Greg, in that house and when we left we came back we went through the mountains and we came back and this is at night you know when we get back man he's scoot up really close to that tv in the living room like so close he doesn't want to see anything in his peripheral you know like he don't even want to see what's going on around him that's how it looked to me because he was so close to it and every cupboard and every door, everything was open in that house, every drawer, everything. It was really, really odd. And I 
when I walked in, I looked and seen everything open. I said, hey, did you open all those? And he looked up at me really slow, and he just shook his head really slow. Oh. No, no expression, nothing. Oh. He just, like, put his face back into that TV. And, you know, I didn't, I was in a hurry. We just stopped in there. He's the bathroom and clicked and heading back out. I didn't want to. So I just started closing everything. And said, my grandpa felt you. Yeah, hi. Sorry, you're drinking. And I just closed everything back and we left. But it's not like he was trying to get out there. My cousin, he stayed there. So I don't know. But those are the same guys that would stay out in that house out in the country. You know, they would be used to that, that happening. Mm. Things like that. But yeah, that that's why I had to do the barrier in there. But you use sweetgrass. Well, okay, so sweetgrass we use in general to cleanse us and everything. And then you got cedar. Cedar can actually burn those bad ones. I don't know how that works. It can burn them, you know. So that's why we say when there's something in your house that's really bad, is cedar it out really good or Mm. You know, it chase, chases them out. And so that's what we do, too, clockwise. Or we just, you know, people have their own way of telling you how to do it or how they do it. I just start in a corner, and I just make sure I go clockwise. I don't know, leave all doors open, smudge each one, and I just invite the creator in and smudge all of that smoke everywhere. I can, every closet, every nook, every corner, you know, under beds, just everywhere in each room, and make my way through clockwise through the whole house methodically. And kicks everything out, but like if, if you don't own that place, they can just come back. Mm-hmm. You know, just stand out there and wait or so I don't know what they do. But they can come back. Well, I would guess if, if somebody's drinking in terms of the, the alcohol spirits, they're almost like the act of drinking is sort of inviting them back, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it breaks that. It breaks yeah. those things. It doesn't work. Yeah. And that's with any spirit, you know? Or anything that's bothering you or something that's attached. It's the same way. You can get them to leave, but if you raise hello, come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that, people don't realize that, oh, I invited something in. Yeah, you drank at a graveyard. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to sound condescending. It's unfortunate that that happens because it's real. You know, it really happens. Mm-hmm. You know? You invite things in and you don't realize what you're doing. Like the ghost hunting thing, I mean, I would, man, if I ever did something like that, it would be, you know, I'd have to smudge down really good and carry cedar with me. I'd have to do it like that. And I'd really pray hard and then just ask for the guidance. And if guidance was telling us to bounce, I wouldn't question it one bit. Yeah. One one stall at the red light. Okay, we're going home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before you even get there, that's probably the way I'd approach that. Because I wouldn't really try to do that. It's it's it, it's more like, in my opinion, playing with a Ouija board. You know, you don't know what's going to come. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the the problem with them, I think people think, you know, oh, you, you know, as soon as you touch them, you're going to get demons. It's, I don't think it's so much that. I think it's so much it's like you're opening a door and you don't know what's going to walk through it. Yeah. It don't have to be Ouija board. Right. You know? that, right. That gets a lot of hype. It don't have to be that. It could be just you. 
mm-hmm. out there messing around, talking to them out loud with, you know, <laughs> or even just thinking and out there messing around. You know, don't have to. You don't have to interact with them with things like that, right? It could be any other way. Jesus, like I say, if you know, like you said, if somebody really wants to go out and try and experience something, get out in those woods. Look at all of that life that's out there. There's spirits out there, too. Get out there. Go camp for a while. You'll start realizing things that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll happen sooner or later. Give it enough time. <laughs> There's a lot out there. A lot of this, like a lot of our stories happen in those mountains. Like, like Wolverine Woman, for one. Nobody's heard about her, right? Yeah, that, that's the thing, too. Wolverine Woman. She is in buckskin. She's an Indian woman. But she'll come into your camp at night and if you ask she'll ask for food if you try to feed her or anything like that she'll kill you that's what it says the old story but how you get rid of her is you take a piece of meat and you throw it over your shoulder behind you and that's how you get rid of her so yeah that's some old old thing about wolverine woman but that's the only thing i know about her i don't know anything else about her but i know she's in the mountains and they always say for the older ones used to say for the ones to be careful of her. So if you're camping in the mountains and, and just some strange woman walks into camp. Yeah. Throw some meat over your that, shoulder. Grab that hot dog and throw it over your shoulder. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey, can't hurt, right? Hey, yeah. I got lots to talk about. Where should we go from here? I mean, I have some questions, but if you yeah, want to... What are your questions? So... You, Last time we talked, you mentioned it, and I, I thought about it later on. Uh, just very briefly, you mentioned, like, you, you don't leave clothes out on the line overnight. Is there a specific reason for that? Yeah, because that's how you can, without knowing it, invite something into your house because it'll attach to those clothes, and when you bring them in, you're letting it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the whole thing behind that. And uh, so I around my house, as soon as it gets dark... Curtains are closed, shades are drawn. I have never liked, I say, living in a fishbowl where, where something or someone can see in and I can't see them, you know, because we have lights on right. inside. Um, and I, I was told that's a, that's a very kind of native thing. And I was wondering, is, is that the policy with you? Drives me nuts. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same as, yeah. I, I just, it, it bugs me to, because they, it's I don't know what it is. You're being seen, but you, I. So it's better. It's like this with me. Like when I'm really scared, boy, I turn everything black, pitch black, dark, because I'm scared. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna hide in that darkness and use it to my advantage. And if I need to bolt or something, I'll do it in the dark. Man, that's my friend at that point. I'm scared. Right. So I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it scarce. <laughs> but. But yeah, that's kind of that same thing, though. Is you know, it's always been like that. That, that light trick mm-hmm. always bug, always bugs you. Well, it's, yeah, it's 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 a thing. <laughs> and it's for me. I don't I don't think I learned it. It's just I've always been like, nah, I don't like I don't like things. You know, can see me and I can't see them. Yeah, but, well, it, maybe it is just a personal thing. Maybe. No, every time every time I've like everybody's always closed curtains and I don't like that thing or. You know, if they're trying to see, everybody, of course, turns the lights out so you can see right, outside, yeah. you yeah. know, things, yeah. But well, 
I've never like I'm the same as you. I don't I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Fishbowl, you call it living in a fishbowl. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it at night. It's a, I, shades have to come down. So this one on here got is shape shifting. You know, here's a man long time ago that my mom was at it doings, and uh, I did a story that she said was at, at a certain. I don't even know what kind of ceremony it was. I should have asked her. Say, I just remember that she said he he told them all, "Hey, hard, they're calling me to Chief Mountain," and that's what he said. And everybody just really kept praying hard. And he said they heard him where he was sitting. It sounded like a bird flew from where he sat, reached straight to that wall out, and. She said we kept praying and we kept praying. She said for a while and she said I remember being kind of worried. I didn't know. You know. I just knew we had to keep praying. So we did and finally we heard that sound again. Like the bird came in. And then right where he was sitting where that bird landed that's where he started talking again. She said oh it went good. It went good. Thank you. Thank you. It went good. Hmm. That's what they said, is that that old guy could do that. He could turn into an eagle, they said. Oh, wow. Yeah. And when you do like that, you don't need to, you know, because you're being spiritful and you don't even need it on mm-hmm. the wall. Yeah. So there was another one, too, about shape-shifting, I remember. So I was talking, like, the virgin birth is a miracle. Well, we've had... Lots of those, I'm not saying virgin birth, but miracles, crazy things like that, like people can't really explain. You know, back when it was more so a thing, it was common. Like you, So at one time, like you would go out and get your, get your gifts, you'd fast, and spirit take pity on and give you gifts. Well, you would want to use those gifts, so I guess in, in a way you would gather a little following of sorts, people would come to you for healing, right? They'd always come to you. And when they come to you, it's it's a, I can't say it's like how you become rich because you don't, but you know you're going to get fed, you know, you know things are always going to be okay if you have these bundles because of that gift giving, like how that works. It's like a, a thanks, give thanks for what you receive, okay. healing and stuff. And so food, you'd get, you know, things like that. And you might get a hammer, you know, or a bow or, you know, something like that. Anyways, they would put on big displays, too, and show people what gifts that they got. So this was going down one time, and they were in a big lodge. One man of one group were on one side of the lodge, and another man of another group of holy men were on another side of the lodge. One of those old guys, and there's people, spectators, all throughout the all watching, and, uh, one of those guys got up on one of those sides and said, I'm going to make all you guys fall over on your side. And uh, as soon as he did, he started doing his medicine. He would dance toward that door, and he'd stop, and he'd dance back toward that center by the fire. They'd dance back out, you know. As soon as he started doing his medicine like that, because all those guys that were sitting there started doing their protection songs, and they started singing, all of them did. Well, and that fourth time as he was dancing toward that door, he took one step out, put one foot out, like he was going to go out again with his next foot. Instead, he 
paused it there, and he looked back behind him and made a brushing motion with his arm, his hand, across those guys, and they all fell over. <laughs> Everybody's like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. cheering and stuff. And as soon as they all fall over, one of them gets up and he starts running around that, the center of that, just running, you know, just fast, fast. And finally, as he's running, he just simply turns into a, to a crow. Goes up and he lands up in the middle where the smoke comes out. Lands right there and starts making sound. Ah, ah. Everybody cheered again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so they were battling. And, and these would take place. Things like this would take place. That's insane. People, that's another shape-shifting kind of type story from yeah, back, yeah. Back, back home. But yeah, things like that would happen. They'd have displays out on the planes. Imagine being a fly on a GP flat then. Right, yeah. <laughs> Wizard battle. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's so cool to think about some of those things. But they would do them and those spirits would oblige, you know. They would they would display. Because mm-hmm. normally you don't do that. But they would. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just... There's probably something about it, obviously, that I don't understand. You probably never will. <laughs> like, how does it? Yeah, how? I don't think we get we get all the answers, unfortunately, or mm. or many even. <laughs> the longer right. I do this show, the real the more I realize, like, I don't think I'm getting too many answers here before I go. But uh, I'm all right with it. It's all it's fascinating stuff. It is. You know, I have yet more stories with Ron. We sat down for a total of, I think, four hours and talked. Two different calls, two hours apiece. I'm going to go ahead and put those out as a patron show, the rest of them. So if you like Ron's story, come on over to Patreon. You can check out another full show with Ron. Patrons, that should be dropping for you soon. Again, it's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. This is a mighty witchy label here, Allison. It is. Witch all. <laughs> That's witch all? Yeah, I think so. It's a witch hazel leaf, but it's, I like all the branches and stuff. It's very cool. It's not just for astringency anymore. Sometimes it's for aesthetics. It's distilled from selected young twigs. You know how I like old graphics and old advertising. Yeah, it's cool. I have some of these I kept for myself, and then I had a few more. This one is, well, it's post-1906, but I'm thinking it's later than that. Maybe 30s. I might steal that. Not the cross form, but like the, the, the way the branches are. Mm. I might steal that for a stone breath cover. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to potentially steal here. <laughs> like the, the colors are fantastic. Yeah, we great. got the red, black, gold again and with like the green and the the witchy twigs. I thought it might be good since we're coming up on, you know, not just Christmas. We're coming up on Yule and Solstice, Kwanzaa, end of the year. Mm-hmm. I will put an image of this in the show notes for this episode at strangefamiliars.com. If you click on that, it'll send you over to our Etsy shop. And you'll likely have it if you order it today by Yule. So there you go. You can purchase this label, other curiosities of the week, and all manner of other things in our Etsy shop. Tim ships very fast. I would like to add that. He is obsessive about getting things out within the second somebody orders it. Well, we do. Some of the books go media mail, which takes longer. 
but we will work with people and we'll do priority mail if you need something quickly. Especially this time of year. We can. Yeah. I've tried to set options for priority mail in the Etsy shop, but if there isn't one, I'm sort of redoing all the postage. So there's priority mail options. If there isn't a priority mail option, you can just contact me. I'll make one or else I'll make a you know something special so we can get it out to you. So if you're looking for something for a gift, the last minute, We'll, we'll try. We'll try. We'll do priority mail. If you don't care about when it arrives, media mail is a lot cheaper for books and stuff. So, you know, it's up to you, the buyer, however you want to handle that. Speaking of the Etsy shop, from now until the new year, we're going to run a special. Anybody who purchases one of my books or more than one of my books, whether you get it for yourself or you get it as a gift for someone else, I'll do a little remark sketch along with my signature in it. And that will apply to any of the books, any of my books on Etsy. They're all up there. Beyond the Seventh Gate, my first book, Bigfoot in Pennsylvania, Bigfoot West Coast Wild Men, Don't Look Behind You, Where the Footprints End, Volume 1, Volume 2, The Witch Cloud, and Apparitions, Illustrations of the Other. I think that's all of them. Any book order, you don't even have to ask. I'll sign them and I'll do a little remark sketch again from now until the end of the year. Our Etsy shop name is Lost Grave, but if you type in Strange Familiars, you should see our stuff come up. Supporting us on Etsy is supporting the show, so we thank everybody for that as well. We also have Strange Familiars t-shirts there, both Glow in the Dark and the original Blue right now. I think we still have all sizes, small through 3X. Some of the sizes are dwindling in quantity, but I think right now we still have all sizes in in both colors. While you're on Etsy, make sure to check out Chad Shop, Ruck Rabbit Outdoors, check out our friends at Karmic Garden. And check out Riverbend Comics. Oh, yeah. Our favorite comics purveyor. They're not on Etsy riverbendcomics.com you can check out Riverbend Comics what's that? upcoming next week yeah what's the topic? next week I'm talking with Brother Richard that's the topic we're talking about angels patrons there'll be more Ron headed your way very soon and for everyone we'll be back soon with more Strange Familiars Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Color Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. Stone to hear more or purchase music by Stonebreath, you can go to where then, Smarty? Stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on. F- <laughs> Strange Familiars is on. F- you're not going to. Fire. <laughs> Facebook. Facebook.com slash Strange Familiars. It is there that you can join the Strange Familiars gathering group. Strange Familiars is also on Instagram. At Strange Familiars, one word. Give us a follower. <laughs> and you can find us on the web 24-7 at StrangeFamiliars.com. Sometimes more. <laughs> StrangeFamiliars.com.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.